Wow, here we are, Cameron, back again. This is episode 28. Somehow we're still mm. on the air. Uh, I'm John. This is Cameron. Welcome to Holy Puck, your best news of hockey, oh, best source of hockey news, views, and abuse, presented to you by Cheapskate Hockey. It's all going well, Cameron. Yeah, well, you fucked the intro up already, so you're having a great time. Great Literally, time. What, hey, I was going to say. Ago, I was going to ask. Ago, hey. You were bragging. You're like, you're like, oh, I'm drinking scotch. I'm drinking scotch. Do you know why you don't normally drink scotch on a Wednesday? Because you can't even get the fucking intro right. Yeah, fuck that. Anyway, we have... In, why do in, I bother with you and I this? Why do I bother with this in general? I don't know. Because we've got great hair and everyone seems to keep listening to us, which makes no sense. Uh, anyway. Hilarious. Um, Hilarious. Topic number one. Uh, we have kicked off and had our fantasy draft, which means the fantasy league Whoa. is in full effect. Let's, so... Let's, let's slow it down a little bit. You need to buy me dinner first. You can't just lead into the topics. Ask me how my week was. Nah, Cameron. All right, we speak every day. How was your week, Cameron? Thus far, it's actually been okay. It's, it's, it's not been too bad. There's a little bit going on. The weather's nice. Um, not much to report, really. You know, work's work. Uh, a little bit of hockey, a little bit of football. Got invited to join one of your colleagues' drop-in games on Friday night, which is random slash funny. I feel like you guys are going to just absolutely destroy it, eh? Yeah, I'm, I'm quietly confident that Cohen and I are going to have a pretty good game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what else are we going to talk about tonight? We're going to talk about a number of hilarious trades that are on the block. Uh, we're going to talk yeah. about our boy, Nathan Walker, getting lit the fuck up by Shorey. Uh, uh, I wouldn't say he got lit up, but it was definitely a rubbish fight from both of them. Uh, I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna put it on the. It's dude. He got lit the fuck up. <laughs> he took on Sean. Yeah, like, to be fair, it was a everyone get around it sort of fight, and they both didn't really take it seriously. But still, sure he's like, get around it, everyone. Let's go for it. Because the crowd at Verizon was it Verizon Center? No, the crowd. At yeah, Center yeah. Was kind of no, it was at the it was at the Bell Center. Yeah, yeah. It was in Montreal. So the crowd was, as they say, you know, fairly boring. Ooh. Because, uh, I mean, they're notorious yeah, no, we'll for being about shit crowds. There's a few other things to talk about. We can talk about the um, Jacob Trouba requesting a trade. There's a couple of high-profile young guns whose contract talks with their teams have come to a grinding halt, which gives us plenty to talk about. I want to talk about the, um, I guess, breakout players from the World Cup of Hockey and how we think it's going to translate into the regular season. And We could talk about your boy. Oh, we can't wait to talk about my boy. And we're going to talk a little fantasy because we've done our draft and we think we've got some valuable advice to pass on to the rest of you nerds. Um, you know, different different fantasy and drafting strategies and how that can serve you well this year. I feel like everyone should definitely not take my 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 strat moving in <laughs> this season. Well, I, well, we've got opposing strategies and they're either genius or destined for failure. I feel like I'm on the fence for both of them at the minute, to be honest. Oh, it's completely boom or bust. Like, both of us have gone a completely boom or bust route. Yeah, to be fair, that always happens, though. And then there's Clint, whose team just stinks, and who I actually had to call 20 minutes before the draft and wake him up because he was still drunk. Oh, and yes. And then there's our other friend, Matt, who is such a failure of a human, he smashed his phone and he had to auto-draft again. So, Again, um, that's the second year, is that too? Not in a row, but the second year. I will say, though, his team is proper rubbish. It's it's actually terrible, yeah. It's great. I'm a, I'm a big it's fan. A, it's, it's actually terrible. Yeah, yeah. So, what should we lead off first? I think we should talk about um, what we think, what we, who it stand from the World Cover Hockey, 
and what we think is is going to be who's going to have a breakout year off the back of. All right. Well, I'd, I'd like to take the lead on this. Oh, if, if I may. I'm so Cameron. Cameron, I'm so surprised. Okay, Seriously, if you I should may. color me shocked. Look, I'm not normally one to volunteer to go first and talk a lot. That's not usually my style. But I'm going to do it. See that silence? That's me not being shocked. Yeah. Uh, very clever, John. Has anyone ever told you you're clever? How's yeah, that working heaps. out for you? <laughs> Get punched in the head heaps, actually. Yeah, that's not surprising. <laughs> anyway, the person I want to talk about the most, is hard to call them a breakout because those who know know this person's been a star for a little while now. Who's it's that, my Cameron? boy Brad Marchand. Oh. And the reason I'm calling him a breakout player is because in the 2015-2016 NHL regular season, he scored 37 goals. That's an incredible performance by anyone's standard. And still, non-Bruins fans continue to refer to him as he's a pest, he's an agitator, he's a piece of shit, he's nothing more than a little bastard. Do piece of shit, one-dimensional, agitating little bastard score 37 goals, John? Statistics don't lie, Cameron. I think you might find that no, they don't. No, they so, don't. For those so who are playing at home, more than the answer that. He's not Andrew no. Shaw. He's not a little mug. He's not Zach Ronaldo. He's none of those guys. He is a talented, incredible player. And I feel his performance in the World Cup now on the Sid and Berger online is showing the rest of the world that because he's been scoring. He's been showing great chemistry with, of course, Bergeron and Sidney Crosby. And it's kind of like the rest of the hockey world's gone, huh? Okay, we're watching him in a setting where he's not really agitating and hitting and being cheeky because that's not what international tournaments are about. He's just playing his game. Turns out his game's fucking rad. <laughs> what say you, John? What say you, John? No, I'm on board. I mean, we. I, I've liked Marchi for a while now. He's probably, having listened to you yammer about the Bruins for the better part of a few years now, he's the only player that really that I have a soft spot for um, out of the whole lineup, but, to be honest. Him and Krejci. Really. Not even Bergeron? No, I like Krejci. Oh, I, I don't know. Like, you, you, you used to yammer on about the other, you know, no-name nobodies um, on, on the on the Bruins lineup that no one cares about. Used to? Still, Still do. do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and forever will. But what I will say forever is Marchi is the one that stands out for me and has been for quite a long time. I'm surprised um, I'm surprised that him and, March, uh, him and Bergeron haven't combined for a little few more points because obviously they've been kind of killing it. Um, but you know what? It's just been pretty, pretty, it's been a pretty inspirational move from them. I think him obviously picking up the big contract as well as obviously suggesting that the, the, uh, administration over there have a pretty, you know, they also agree with this Cameron and suggesting that he is going to be the next big thing in Boston. And obviously if well, put their money where their I'd mouth say- is, I'd say giving him $49 million is more than suggesting they believe in him. I'd say it's outright saying, hey, mate, take all of the monies. We obviously believe in you. Yeah, and then um, they walked in the he's, locker room. He's going to be wearing an A within two years. He's going to be a career 30-goal scorer moving forward, maybe 40-goal, see how he goes. Um, the contract obviously speaks volumes as to what they think of him, and I love the fact that it came in a week when people started saying, Oh, you know, I heard Pittsburgh are going to trade for him because he's got great chemistry with Sydney and they're going to trade Malkin for him. I'm like, the Boston Bruins, we've made some silly trades in our life. You have made Trading some Trading Brad at the height of our powers is not going to be another one. Uh, no. So are we you have suggesting done some, that? We've, we've, we've done some silly things in my time. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to add to the list with this move. Your Pittsburgh bands, settle down. Stop being selfish. You've, you've already got everything you need. Just take it down Just, a notch. Just take it down and not just stay the fuck away. Stop touching my toys. Yeah. 
No, that's pretty good. I mean, I think um, off the back of World Cup of Hockey, though, like, I feel like I love that there's it's literally PlayStation team versus PlayStation team, and obviously the, the one team that drafted the best was obviously the Canadian team. And obviously, the one that drafted the worst was the American team. Like, holy hell! How did you miss? How did you mess that one up? Like, what's going on, Cameron? Oh, look, there's been a lot of talk about this already, so I don't want to get too far into it because there's people who are, um, you know, they're more well versed uh, in the the intricate, uh, you know, pieces of the Team USA uh, team building strategy and roster management and all that. People with far more access and understanding than you and I ever have. Um, so I don't want to deep dive on it too much. I think very simply, though, um, Team USA experienced some success over the last five or six years with a kind of, you know, a gritty um, blue collar kind of hockey team. And they experienced that, that success once or twice. And that basically told, you know, management that we need to continue building teams like this. And that's how we're going to get success. Um that's not the case. Other countries, other teams have continued to develop and what America has failed to do um, when they're assembling their rosters for these global competitions. And this year was a, a glaring example of this is they didn't close the skill gap. It's as simple as that. Like, there are talented American players that just opted not to take them. Yeah, And they I thought, think they're, like, they're like, oh, David Backer's hitting dudes is more valuable than Phil Kessel scoring. And it's like, well, maybe not. it's an international tournament. People don't really buy into agitating and fisticuffs because no, people it's... don't really fight at an international level. Why would they? Maybe it's, you would be different. better off just getting a scorer. So I mean, we've seen, we've seen it before. We, you know, we saw it last year in the Olympics. Um, it's similarly, or watching it in the World Cup. I think it's just, just it's really interesting to see um, so much, so much happen in the in the in the USA hockey space and how they essentially um, tried to essentially go out there and focus on beating one team as opposed to beating everyone. Um, whereas everyone else was focused on taking the best squad that they could to the comp and putting up the best hockey that they could. Whereas USA really obviously kind of didn't go in with that sort of appropriate, I guess, mindset moving into the comp. So, I mean, poor form on them, but hilarious for us because we get to laugh at, trot, at uh, torts yet again. So it's pretty well, bad. I, I did really enjoy um, seeing Patrick Kane go goalless because um, yeah, he's good. a little grub and he did look legitimately saddened by it. So that was really cool because um, I'm not sure if I've mentioned this before. He's a little fucking grub. Hey, you know um, what, though? I will say I took him in pick number one this year in fantasy and so far not regretting it, to be fair. Not a single game's been played yet. Yeah, I look. I'm because I'm a better person than you. I'm going to argue. Um, <laughs> I don't. I didn't feel comfortable taking Patrick Kane because I don't really want to support um, a sexual predator in any capacity. Oh, um, I totally in agree. In the same way that I would, I wouldn't draft a Vander Kane. Uh, in the same way that in fantasy football, I don't draft Adrian Peterson because you know you should beat your children. So look, I guess that just tells the people. The people of, of Australia and Canada and America and whoever else is listening that I'm a piece I guess of shit. I'm just a little bit better than you are as a, <laughs> as a human being. <laughs> well, you know, I will say this though: having pick one in fantasy is rough because really it came down between him and OV. To be perfectly honest, and I've had OV before in a number and a number one pick scenario. And to be honest, he fucked me and he fucked me hard, particularly in the playoffs, Cameron. And it was not a good time, so I had to go with the sex offender, unfortunately. And that's how it's going to be for I the whole year. 
Well, I did say that to Liam, who had pick two, because he said, surely John's a Caps fan, he'll go Ovi with pick one. And I'm like, nah, Ovi's burned him too many times before he won't touch him. Too many. And that, that was the thing. I always, like The Caps fan in me said, you must pick him up. But then I'm like, you know what? I've been fist-fucked by Ovi way too many times. Although this year, he's back, his smile looks better, and he has a much better haircut. So maybe he's going to turn it around. Would you remember I had Ovi last year, and in, in a shocking move, I traded him. So, do you mean shocking by a make-or-break trade which didn't pay off in the end? Yes, I also remember that, Cameron. Well, no, it did pay off because when I made, <laughs> or nah, yeah, mate, it was terrible. When, when I made when I made that trade, like it was only my first four weeks that crippled me because it was you get slaps and any one of the blue jackets that killed us. When I made the Ovi trade, all the bits I got in return fit in perfectly, and I went on an absolute tear. Yeah, I will say that that middle section of the year, you yeah, you did a lot better, but you still stunk up the place for the first six, sort of five five to six weeks, and then the back half of the was It was not your strong point, Cameron. Five, it, was, it was the first four to five week block. That's and, all yeah, it was. And then the and then last then went, three that fuck really, you, Ryan gets that really stung. Fuck you, Brandon Sard, and piss off, and then, yeah. And you had, a, you had a couple of stinkers towards the end of the season, which also saw you falling to, like, what, third last or something. I finished fifth, you asshat. No, you didn't. You didn't even make the playoffs, you idiot. Yeah, the playoffs is only top four, you douche canoe. No, it's not. It's top six. Oh, it is top six, isn't it? Maybe so, I finished six then. You definitely didn't because you weren't in the playoffs. I finished six. Oh, so no, I finished quick. seventh. That's right. And you <laughs> lost, didn't you? Well, I still made it, though. I can't believe that I did. So, I think, no, I knocked Jim off, I think. Did I? I knocked someone off. It was no. Oh, my, no. My one goal was to make sure that that person didn't make it. I can't remember who it was. I really should have written it down for later lols. Oh, well. Anyway... Moving on. Feels like you're, feels like you're a massive dickhead. No, oh, you're not wrong. I'm just saying that my fantasy prowess somehow in the back in the back end of last season switched on. For the rest of the season, it was fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. No, well, you no. know what? Then before we jump into a bit of a fantasy move uh, talk, why don't you tell us who you uh, your fancy breakout player from the World Cup tournament was? My fantasy. No, as in which player did you see at the World Cup tournament that you went, you know what, that's going to translate to the regular season. That was red hot. Um, well, other than Marchand. Other than Marchie, because that was mine. You can't just piggyback mine. I want I want a contribution, goddammit. <laughs> um, I, it's not a player for me. It's Mike Babcock. Wow, okay. Look at you trying to be all fucking cute. Why? What's up with that? Explain yourself. Well, it's a pretty a pretty strong move to suggest that any one player on the team, um, particularly Team Canada, which is essentially a PlayStation team, um, is obviously the breakout player. Where I think it takes a big personality and a big mind to be able to put them together and work, get them to work coherently and cohesively. Um, so I, I think it's mad. Um, I think him um, being able to work work the magic of getting all the stars to put away the personalities and the team rivalries and put together some pretty pretty sexy play for when you've got like let's be honest dudes who would on any other night might try and punch them punch each other in the head are essentially mates really um and get them to perform obviously significantly better than their other north american rivals and then with the rest of the world i think it's it's pretty god effort to be honest and i reckon he's killing it so 
I, I feel like you're giving him too much credit, you know what? And I'm, there's a good chance I'm just saying this to be combative. Argumentative. Because that's what I do. No, I feel like he's doing like, a good job, Cam. I feel like you're giving him too much credit. No, I like I like Mike B. I, I've, I've been a big Mike B fan for a while. And I feel like that, you know, you can look at all of the Mike B memes that we've posted up. And I, I feel like they, they, were, they were, weren't in jest, they were in love. And I feel like that we need to get behind him a little more. And I feel like you need to get behind him a little more. I'm not not behind him. <laughs> but but I think when you've got a team filled with world-class all-stars, right? Like absolute world-class all-stars. It's hard not to blow it. Well, they're going to self-regulate. Like Sidney Crosby doesn't, he's not coached anymore. Like, he doesn't need to be coached. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's, um, you do make a good point like, there, Cameron. And, like, like I said, there's a good, there's an element of coaching, I guess. I don't um, know, just the and way... He's obviously a, he's obviously a very talented guy. He is. But I don't think... I'm looking at that roster. Like, anybody could have been behind the bench and they would have turned it on. So, are you saying that you could literally... They could get a traffic code and plonk it behind the bench a.k.a. Dion Phaneuf, and make him the coach, and all of a sudden, Team Canada is still killing it. Yes. So you could literally have a tape recorder that asks for a line change connected to a, yes. a, a loudspeaker, and that would be more than enough. You know what? Here's a statement. I'm saying Team Canada is so talented that Dion Phaneuf could coach them to a win. That's fucking ridiculous, and you know it. Yep. <laughs> I love that you're backing it. I mean, you're obviously wrong, but I feel like that could back, that could definitely make. I don't make... back away from anything. I'm not a coward. You goddamn coward! <laughs> you coward! <laughs> you're a terrible human being. I mean, I, I All like. Right, I like Mike B, man, and and what what he did to the the and, you know at the arse end of last year with with the Maple Leafs. Maybe this year they're not going to be so shit. I've liked him for a long time. I think that he's going to hopefully get them to turn the corner um, and be significantly less shit. Um, than they have been for the last few years. So I think it's, it's a watch this space, and I think that he's been the, the guy to, I think, balance the roster just right um, with the right amount of superstars. So kudos okay. to him. All right. I mean, look, you're wrong, but that's cool. You're entitled to your point of view. You are, <laughs> you're an adult in, in a democratic society, and you're allowed to have your say. Yeah, yeah. I can vote, you know. It's mad. You shouldn't because you're an idiot, but you can. Exactly. I could abstain. Uh, okay, I can't look, abstain. Look, we're gonna we're gonna move on before we get too too into politics. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, so I, I real I realize there's one thing we didn't talk about with Nathan Walker. Um, you know, getting the stray going and fighting Andrew Shaw today. And what was I that? realize there's one thing we didn't talk about. What's that? Former porn star slash massive Washington sports fan, my um, Maya Khalifa. Isn't she a current um, porn star? Washington Washington Capitals fan. Um, <laughs> I, I chucked her an old I chucked her an old tweet and tagged her in a tagged her in one of our pics on the gram saying, "Hey, you're a Washington sports fan. I don't know if you know, but Australia's up and about in the Capitals lineup. Get around, get around your boy Walker. I'm hoping she sees it. She's like, oh, Australia hockey, that's cool. I'd love to see her kicking about in a Nathan Walker jersey. What a show of solidarity between the adult film industry, Australia, and hockey." <laughs> Um, I'm just going to put it out there. It's a stretch, but kudos for thinking of it, Cameron. Kudos. 
I, I thought about it and I tried, which is more than most of you do. You go, that's a great idea. And then you don't try. I'm a doer. You guys are wankers. That's what you guys are. <laughs> um, AKA specifically me. But I mean, good on you for, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it is, it's a stretch. Also, speaking of stretches, guess what I had before? Muffin, uh, I had cake have? in a cup. And let me just say, Dave Murray knows what's up. Oh, you had the cake in a cup. Dude, dude, did I have it or not? It was fucking unreal. Was it actually good? Yeah, it's actually not bad, eh? So, sick. for those of you who don't remember back to last last week's episode, was it last week's? <coughs> episode 27. Yeah, was, we yeah, uh, we got week, a freebie. Was, we got a bunch night. of freebies of cake in a cup. And uh, I had my first one pre-show uh, to go with my, my fine scotch. And let me tell you, Cameron, it was it was lovely. Hey, side note, um, I'm sitting here in shorts and I just caught a look at my Phil Kessel tattoo and I remembered how fantastic that was. What a great idea. Do, do you want to take a moment to thank the fans that paid for it, Cameron? Uh, I will thank those people forever. You guys are fantastic. I did have another idea, though, and I've told this to you. I haven't said it on air yet. Oh, if yeah. I win our fantasy league this year, I'm going to get my fantasy team's avatar tattooed and... My fantasy team's avatar for those of you who Radko are on Gudis the gram. in sunglasses smoking a joint because my team is called Radcunt Gudis. So <laughs> if I win our league, I'm getting a Radco Gudis tattoo smoking weed. I think it's it's pretty good. In fact, the all of the names good. in the league this year are pretty fucking good. You know what? Let me bring them up. I'm going to go through them right now. People, this is what you people need to aspire to. Yeah. If you want to have a top-notch collection of wankers slash fantasy leaguers. I will read them out. So I'm going to go through. I'll do the top division and you can do the second division, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. All right, so you, so, do the, you do the left column and I'll do the right column. All right. All right. So I'll lead with mine, which is Don't Stop Believing. Uh, we right. have Shane Doan. What's up? Exactly. Goon Jenner, of course. Legend. Hello, uh, Snack Pack. So, sidebar. I, I did the I did the bodgy Photoshop with Goon Jenner. Great. Of course you did. So I, I think these the, the next two are the pick of the bunch, to be honest. Uh, sorry, off the back of Goon Jenner, we have Halak Snack Pack, which is, let me um, just say, fucking absurd and amazing at the same time. And let me just jump well, straight into this. Petrangelo shots. How does that even happen, Ben? What is your problem? Can I just, can I just further explain, though, for those of you that don't live in Australia, um, we have a big, a big social furor at the moment because we've got a number of right-wing politicians who don't believe people should be allowed to consume halal-approved foods. Oh, um, racist. Specifically, a, a halal snack pack that's kicking around at the moment. Which is, for so those of, of course, you who don't know, which... is chips, uh, kebab meat, a.k.a. elephant meat, a.k.a. elephant leg, a.k.a. the best thing in the fucking world, chili, yep. uh, tzatziki, cheese, uh, in a box, 10 bucks. So good. And so <laughs> we've, of course, got halal snack pack and the team... Is right-wing politician Pauline Hanson's head photoshopped onto your boy Yaroslav Halak. It's actually genius. Well done, Brad. It could be. So that takes us to Petrangelo shots because obviously, and this is probably the 10th year in a row that your boy Ben has, tra- has uh, picked up fucking Petrangelo in the in the draft. I swear to God, his team is the same every year. And then yeah. it actually is. But you know what? Winning formula is always in the fucking finals. And yeah, the true. final one, a quick death, a, a homage to our, our boy, to, uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Quick. Quick. Hang on, is... this is my column. Fuck off. No, no, that's the end. Now you, now it's you. Oh, okay. All right, so we've got me, Radcunt Gudis, clearly genius. Uh, Justin Undertaker, which is the Undertaker's head on Justin Abdulkader. Fantastic. 
Uh, the big Pavelski, obviously the big Lebowski, Mr. Pavelski, get around it. Um, Giroux with the flow, pretty clever. Not bad, not bad, Ham, not bad at all. That's <laughs> probably the best the thing last he's done. One, this is actually disappointing because we've got nine fantastic names and then Tomo's. Tomo's team's called Berger O'Donnell McDavid. I feel like, like Ronald McDonald McDavid. It's terrible. I feel like he's the only one stinking it up. So he really needs it's to terrible, pick up his terrible game. Terrible name and no avatar. He's horrible. He's a horrible person. Yeah, it's not great. But that being said, our fantasy league is killing it. And to kick off the next topic, Cameron, I have a problem and I need you to help me sort it out. I'd love to help you sort it out, John. So tell, me, I, tell me about your problems. I, how long's it been? How how long has it been since you last jerked off? Oh, hang on, Dif- different podcast. Different podcast, all the same. I feel like it's the same. Anyway, Ooh. probably Ooh. the same. Probably the same. Um, anyway, it was earlier this morning. Uh, so we, uh, I obviously to, to preface my problem this year for those of you who play Yahoo Fantasy like we do. Um, they made a very clear and distinct effort to reduce the amount of flex players. And so the f- amount of flex players has been reduced to around 20 in the entire league, thus making might it... Even, might even be less. No, I think it's about 20, 25 of actual listed players. So that means that it is now significantly harder to balance your roster. And me, going in with my pick the very best player in my slot style which, to be fair, did get me some pretty decent players. But in the end, saw me drafting not three, but four centers. So that means that my center lineup is as follows. Sagan, Kuzi, Jack Eichel, and Jason Spezza. So that tells me, Cameron, that I need to drop one. Suggestions? Well, I'm looking at your team too. The other thing that I'd be a little worried about is you've only got two of each winger. Like, you don't have any backup on your wing at all. Well, that's that leads me to my my thought pattern is because, I need to because drop you've someone. got three goalies. I need to drop someone and pick up a left wing. Can I make a suggestion? Go I actually it. think you need to drop two players. I think you need to drop one of your centers and one of your goalies and pick up a left and a right wing. That could be a good move, Cameron. Because I'm looking at your goaltending now, right? And can I be honest with you? Like we're friends, yeah. It stinks. It stinks. Yeah, like, we're friends. I was the MC at your wedding. I'm looking at your goalie situation. I wouldn't be confident that you're going to win any of your goalie categories anyway. You may as well ditch your third goalie, invest go, in two wingers. And go, go all in, um, Cameron. Well, yeah, work in reverse to me, and we'll get more of that later. But you've got a more, you've got a more offensively geared team. Dude, like you've look got at- Sagan, Kuznetsov, Ladd, Kane... You know, Ekman Larson, Eichel, like that team is built on offense. You Dude, may as well fuck, fuck my, off Stevie Mason. My D-line, my, my D-line is just incredible this year. I'm surprised it's actually good for once. Yeah, I'd, I'd fuck off Stevie Mason and I'd fuck off Jason Spatsar. And, and I would go and pick wingers. up a left wing and a right wing. Would you like some suggestions on wings? I hope you say someone from the East Coast because I need some, actually I need some West Coast players. To be honest. All right, well, I'm going to give you some wing suggestions. Hang on, it's just loading the player list now. Oh, yes, internet in Australia, of course. What a waste. Um, oh, so I, I'm feeling like like we, we discussed off-air that uh, my man Lee Stepniak, who I had two years ago, who was, uh, a, let me just say, a revelation in the back half of the year and single-handedly took me into the second place, uh, I feel like he will probably make get a Guernsey this year again. Um, well, I can I say like something I around Lee Stepniak? One of the few players with left wing, right wing flex. Wow. Let me say, 
I'm just going to go and pick him up right now. So I reckon you should drop Jason Spezza for Stepniak. And then, if you're running him as a left wing, for example, what I would then do is I would drop your third goaltender, who is also a bucket of crap. Your options, if you're looking for a right wing, you can look at Mr. Gus Snipewist. Get it? Snipe? You're a fucking idiot. Yeah, or maybe <laughs> Thomas Tata, who's played really well at the World Cup and runs Stepney back as your backup right wing. I could do. And you know what? It always leads me to the hilarious time to say Tata to Thomas Tata joke, which I've made a million times on this show. You know what? I reckon be a man right now on air, pick up Tata and uh, Stepniak. Um, I'm in the motions of picking up Stepniak right now. And thanks to I, the gloriousness of Australian internet, it will take me another 19 years to pick up the other dude. It's still processing. <laughs> because, yes. What about your boy Troy Brower playing in Calgary as a right wing? Yeah, I'm Good not power on forward. I'm not on. I'm, I'm on the fan side here to see how he goes. He was. He was. He fit really well um, in St. Louis, but I don't know how it works for me. And I've already got too many dudes from Calgary, so it's not happening. All right. Well, let me give you some right wing options. Then, if you're not interested in Tatar as a left wing, <laughs> I'd look at Riley R- Riley Smith from the Pussies. Cam uh, Atkinson had a good year for the BJ's last year. It could be an option. Can't pick up um, any more cats. I've got. Uh, I've got Ekblad, my friend. What do you mean? I'm not, I've already got too many dudes from. Um, I don't want to have too many dual team players, which is oh, a big problem. Okay, you right, see, right, right. you can't have too. You can't have too many players from an individual team. It'll fuck you. Would you know what you should do then, just for comedy? Just for comedy, and I want to see. I, you know what? I hope you've got the balls to do it. Grab Alexander Radulov. Oh my god! Wait, wait. Do it. Hang on. I just want to. Who? You know who I'm going to pick up just to make you fucking hate me? Why, who? Steve Ott. I don't even hate you anymore. I just pity you. Like, you're clearly just a rubbish human. <laughs> That's the funniest thing ever. And I don't even think he's fucking listed. No, he's not. He's probably not. He's, he's probably not. not listed. No, he's not. He got a contract over the summer, though. Oh, there yeah, he is. You know what, for Detroit. Stepniak and Tatar, do it. You know what? I'm not going to pick him up. I'm going to favorite Steve Ott. He's the only one on my favorites list. I hope you're Stepniak happy. Stepniak and Tatar, god damn it, you damn coward. <laughs> you coward! <laughs> All right, you so let us, let us go through Cameron's Cameron's uh, right. rubbish list of, of humans who are fake no, on the internet. Look, look, at, look at my team, and then let's have an actual civil adult conversation about it. So your team... On, on straight up on first glance, your team is built for a very clear Cameron Chambers, bit like complete like roll of the dice classic boom or bust scenario. Mate, I, I fear nobody. All right, I do what I want. I live life at my own pace. God damn it. So looking at your D line to start off, you've got Saban, Krug, Barry, Gudis, and Fowler. Yep. Of which many might say, maybe I would probably drop and would not have drafted at all Gudis. And Cam Fowler is an interesting pick. And Barry's plus minus is going to fuck you in the end. Well, let me talk to you about this, John. And let me explain each of my choices. Because 
I can hear the cynicism in your voice. So let me go from the top. PK oh. Saban, he's obviously he's a 50-point player. He'll have a positive plus minus. He is the leader of the undisputed best defensive core in the NHL now, along with Roman Yossi. He'll have close to 200 shots on goal. He'll have 100 hits, 100 blocks. He'll have pims. He'll have a great plus minus. So that, that's an obvious one, right? Yeah, I mean, you I'm, ready for the... Saban is an obvious one. I also, I back Krug. I think Barry well, is a, I'm, is a I'm tough not, I'm not pick. quite at Krug yet, because what else does Saban do? He's going to be the point man on the power play. Okay? Next, Tory Krug. Also the point man on his team's power play. Tyson Barry. Also the point man on his team's power play. So thank you very much. I'm going to be taking that power play category every week. Yeah, true. Krug, Krug well, and Barry I don't know. will both have 40 plus points. They will both have a shitload of shots on goal. You know Krug had 250 shots on goal last year? So explain to me Radko Gudis. So why did you pick him up? No, 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 no. Tyson Barry, before we get to Gudis, I'm not scared of his plus minus. And do you know why? Why? Because Patrick White is not the fucking coach of the Avalanche anymore. So you think that the, just off the back of a coaching change that the players will automatically, their, their plus minus will get better overnight? Patrick Waugh is leaving is not a coaching change. It's an overall cultural, philosophical, whatever you want to call it, change. It's going to be a new building, a new team. Nathan McKinnon looked incredible at the World Cup. That team is going to be energised. I reckon they are going to be, I'm not necessarily saying they're going to be like a world beater, but they're going to be so much better playing under a different person. Well, that's Matt. And you know what? The back end of last year, they were actually a little more reinvigorated. So maybe you're right. So explain to me the Cam Fowler situation. Why Why did you pick him up other than the fact that you both have the same name? Um, well, Radko Gudas, obviously, as well. He, he will go for 300-plus hits, 160 blocks, 150 shots on goal, and 150 pims. Hard to argue with that kind of action. Yeah. And, and Cam Fowler is just good across the board. He's a block machine. Heaps of shots on goal, heaps of assists, and chips in with the pims as well. And the thing that's intriguing that about Fowler, though, is he's because, currently getting dangled as a trade-off. Yeah, I was going to say, the, yeah. I, the only reason you picked him up is for potentially the glory spot of um, him being traded and landing at another squad where he will pick up yet another... You will pick up yet another mm. power play point man. Correct. Wherever he goes, he's going to become one of two top dogs. That's so hilarious. of my five D-men, four of them are basically going to be the top dog and Gudis is a hit machine. Well, I can see that you've obviously gone for the, you know what? I don't really care about assists or goals this year to the point that nope. you almost don't even care about, um, about Pims either. So I think well, you've done. No, I, I do care about Pims because here's why, because I'm going to get so many because just between Wayne Simmons, <laughs> and Matt Martin, Matt Martin yeah, and yeah. Radko Gudis. I, I will say yep. that you, so discounting the two majors is a ballsy move um, yep. because I, I feel like it's because you're, you're the, they're, the, they're the two that you're light on in. So you've picked up so dudes. For, so for, the, for those playing at home, here's what's happened. I've drafted a lineup that cares not for sexy stats. It no. doesn't care for goals and assists, but I've gone bunta on everything else. So you're, you've, you've stacked very clearly shots on goal. You've stacked power play points, um, which hits. is a very low slat, a very low stat anyway. Um, so you've hits, stacked that obviously, blocks, and and your plus minus. minus is about even. So I think you've done, a, it, it's 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 a very classic cam 
make or break scenario. Um, yeah, but you know, but you know where my make is. Have a look at my goalies, John. Tell me what you say. No, you've done you've done a good job with your goalies. Um, yeah, I mean, having three goalies is a smart move. That's probably my my go to move. Um, you picked up Valislevsky. He's obviously going to uh, he's obviously going to pick up the number one. Um, after they trade Big Ben, so it's a good move on your part because well, it's obviously trade Ben. either getting traded or he's going down injured. So l- let's just run through it from top to bottom. At the center, I've got Connor McDavid, Mark Schiffley, Alexander Barkov. Left wing, Lucic, Huberdau, Martin. Right wing, Wayne Simmons, Patrick Laine. Laine is going to be huge for the peg. So Van Krug, Barry Gudis, and Cam Fowler. And then in goal, I've got Martin Jones, Jake Allen, and the aforementioned Vasilevsky. I'm feeling... Very confident. Yeah, I I still think that uh, it's this is a very this is a this is a head in the clouds uh, draft from you, Cameron. And I I, I like I I, uh, I back the ballsy move, and uh, kudos to you for giving it a crack. I think you'll um, I think the first few weeks um, you might I I, I just. I just don't know if it's going to pay off. Um, it probably will in the long run because most players start slow. Um, yeah. So I think you're going to have to take the hit on the first three to four weeks. Um, but you probably come home strong. So you might uh, you might probably... I feel like you might it'll probably cancel itself out towards the end of the year, but your first few weeks will probably be probably a little rough. Um, oh, well, I'd like, to, I'd, I'd like to close it with two interesting little statos for you because you know I'm a stat. I know. So there's two players in the NHL who score in one season 60 points, more than 100 hits, and more than 200 shots on goal. Do you know who they are? Well, who are they, Cameron? Alexander Ovechkin and Wayne Simmons. Wayne Simmons is the single most underrated player in real life and fantasy hockey. He is, and I'm surprised... That he's still playing in Philly. I'm not. He's perfect. Philly love Wayne Simmons. <laughs> I wonder how we got... I mean, he... As in, I'm, I'm surprised because I feel like the fact that he scores so much and that he's so, I guess, prolific um, in an underrated sense, I wonder why no one else has gone, why don't we look at Wayne Simmons? Because he's obviously a legend. Um, yeah. Based just off his stat line. Philly, like, man. holy he, he shit. Won't leave. He loves that joint. Hmm. Um, the, the one, the other stat that I want to leave you with is this bad boy and the reason I took Luch. So last year, Pat Maroon was on Conor McDavid's wing for 18 games. And in those 18 games, he had 16 points on top of his hits and his pins. Yeah. Pat Maroon's like a bronze version of Luch. Luch getting fed by McDavid and protecting him. Call in an hour, he's having a 60-point season. 120 pims, 100, 200 hits. He's going to go the fuck off. So you're not concerned of having both of them on your squad because then you, you could be finding yourself in a one cancels each other out in terms of the the overall stat line, so to speak. So but they're but they're on the same line. So if McDavid scores, where's the assist coming from? Which each which each scores, where's the assist coming from? David. And if you look at my if you look at my roster, I've got McDavid with Luch, and then I've got Shifley with um, Patrick Laine. I've seen it. I've seen it before, Cameron. I've seen it before. In fact, I've done it before myself. It doesn't always work out. So I think. Well, the uh, good the good I thing about again, those it adds teams more as well to the, is adds more to the story, Cameron. 
Edmonton and Winnipeg have opposing schedules as well. So on an Edmonton game day, Winnipeg aren't playing and vice versa. So which means with any given day in any given week, I can cycle those pairs through and always have two players starting in those positions. Who's in your stream spot this year, Cam? My what spot? My stream spot? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, let's be honest. I know that you're a guy that loves a bit of a tinker, particularly <laughs> while he's taking a shit. Who um, my, is My your... third centre will be my one that I can love or leave, which ah, at the Barkov, who are, yeah, who I drafted because he's tipped for an absolute breakout. I didn't last um, year. He was quite good. He was in my stream spot, though, so I streamed him well, here he, and there. He was injured last year, too. He's got he a clean bill of health this year. So I, uh, I, I streamed him here and there when I needed him because no one else decided or even thought about picking him up so it's not too bad um my stream spot this year i've got um i've got jay will so he can he can come and go as he pleases love it mate love it oh we're all we're all jay will fans especially of that hair holy fuck uh hey i just realized we've been talking for ages you know what we should finish up with what should we finish up with where's jacob truber going oh where is he going maybe anaheim yeah, it's got to be down to the Rangers, the Ducks, and the Bees. Yeah. Um, Winni- Winnipeg's GM said he's only going to trade him for a defenseman of equal calibre, but a left-hand shot instead of a right-hand shot. I'm like, um, if you can find a 22-year-old left-shooting defenseman with that many games experience, no one's giving him to you. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they're in a little bit of a bind there. Um, I will I, say I, that... I feel the best option, honestly. I reckon Boston will throw Ryan Spooner and then a draft pick. And cash? Um, I don't think they'll need the cash. I think it'll just be Spooner and like a nice prospect. I'll be absolutely furious if it's the D-man we took this year, Charlie McAvoy, because he's going to be the next Drew Doughty. So I don't think they would be that stupid. But I know. could see like Ryan Spooner and we maybe have Colin seen some Miller or something like that very silly trades in the last few years. Not just from the Bees, but just everyone to be honest um however that being said um i I think that he i I don't know i feel like um it would be hilarious if he ends up um playing at the rangers um and uh, but that being said i don't the rangers don't have the cash they don't have any money left because they've put all their money into rick nash and fucking whatever else they they put their money in 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 um, new york city which is hilarious because like they've got so many terrible contracts that they can't really afford anyone. So um, they they only they only just managed to sign up um, TJ Miller this year. Um, like they scraped him in because I mean they fucking had to because otherwise he would have walked for nothing. Um, so it makes it makes sense for them to think about it, but I don't think they've got the cash on hand. Um, without looking at General Flanger, I just don't, I don't think. Um, I don't think they've got the cash, the, the capital on hand to make a decent offer. Well, because they're still holding out for Shattenkirk as well, so I, I don't think they can pull the trigger. Where's he I going mid-season? Think, I honestly think like Ryan Spooner and Colin Miller could get the Truba deal done. I reckon that's the way to do it. Yeah, it's smart call. Smart call. The final thing then that we should broach is we, there's, there's currently four young, very, very good players entering the 2016-2017 season without contracts for the following year. Being Johnny Gaudreau, Rasmus Ristolainen, uh, Nikita Kucherov, and Artemi Panarin. All of which are all legends. All of which had near-on or breakout seasons last year. 
What is Correct. going on? What is going on? How? Well, I guess their team well, he, just can't afford them. Here's the thing from where I'm sitting, Ram. And the big, the big culprit in all of this, and I say culprit is in the players will love him now, and the teams and the general managers must hate this guy. Philip Forsberg's deal is oh. the um, is the is the barometer for all these guys. Six years at six million a year. Yeah. Thanks. So, Thanks, GMG. Yeah, that so, was a great so deal. So Goudreau has flatly said he expects a $6 million a year contract for the Flames. And rightfully fucking so. He's because he's a fucking legend. Um, Kucherov deserves it. Killed it in the playoffs two years in a row. Absolutely. Panarin's killed it and said he wants the cash. And Ristolainen's in a good position because I don't think he's as good as the other three guys. But he's the best D-man Buffalo have in a market that's light on D-man. He's got him over a barrel. Get your that's money, right. kid. Get and paid. He's one of the only offensively minded D-man, particularly in his class. So what is he, like 21? And he plays... Uh, he, he has the ability to score um, like essentially a fifth forward, but still plays D. I think it's just ridiculous. So I had well, him for hard, the majority of last year. It's hard to tell how old fantasy. he is because he looks like a Game of Thrones character. He does. He's, he's, he's very, very, uh, I guess, Nordic, some might say, with that brilliant head of golden hair. Uh, you said dick. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that being said, I, I feel like, yeah, you're right. He's not as good as them, but... I mean, Buffalo probably can't afford him. Like, look at the giant contracts they've taken on lately. Um, it's going to be really hard for them to, I guess, sneak him in without him taking, taking what he would see as a pay cut. Um, so I think you might see a couple of those dudes walk with probably Ristolainen being the first one um, to take whatever deal he can he can get. Like, he's essentially Mike Green who doesn't get injured. Well, because agreeing with each other's boring, let me counter that by saying... I think the Sabres will find a way to re-sign Ristolainen and give him what he wants. And that way will be um, based on what happens with Evander Kane's legal proceedings. They'll find a way to terminate his contract, which be it like, you know, <laughs> bringing the league into Fuck. disrepute or, you know, be? breach of personal oh conduct or something like that. That, that would be, I, I feel like we could just do, if, you know what, if he gets fired... We could do the lol. Evander Kane just got fired, and let's do uh, Evander Kane the 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 career that was podcast. That would be the fucking best. It'd be amazing, but I reckon that that'll be the that'll be the key to it all. If they they'll find a way to terminate Kane's contract, give yeah, them the money they need to pay whoever they need to. Um, Goudreau and the Flames is interesting, not because I don't think they won't be able to afford it. Apparently, they've got two points. They don't believe anyone on their team should be paid more than their captain, Mark Giordano. So that's basically kind of, set a hard ceiling as to what they'll pay him. That's kind of a I'm fair Goudreau, comment, if though. I'm, if I'm Goudreau and his agent, I look around the league and I'm like, well, I'm as good as these kids getting paid a little more than that. What's and up? if I'm on a team yeah. that says they flatly won't do it on principle, well, maybe I need to find yeah. a new place of employment. Yeah, and that's, that's a good point. Like, he's probably... I mean, surely they can find room for Johnny Hockey, like... Um, he's he's the right fit for them, and he's obviously a fucking ledge. So it's going to be hard for it's going he's going to be hard pressed to take a pay, what he would perceive as a pay cut because obviously it's not a pay cut, but he obviously perceives it to be so. But you know, um, I I would it would be really cool to see one of these dudes just go fuck you. I'm going to go to the market. Um, I, I just just for the the pure like drama and fantasy of it all, as opposed to like any yeah. reason. Well, here's, here's what I see happening. There's four of these dudes. Two of them will stay with their current teams and two of them will bail. Um, my opinion is I think the Sabres will find a way to get the wrist line and deal done. 
And I think Stevie Eisenman and the Bolts will find a way to get the Kucherov deal done because he has been a crucial piece um, to the last two playoff runs, more so Agreed. than Stamkos and more so than Tyler Johnson. Agreed. I actually think I actually think Tyler Johnson's the expendable one and they'll find a way to keep Kucherov. I think the Flames will lose Goudreau because I think he's a young enough dude that is listening to his agent and the people around him. And he's probably going to get to a point where, like, well, you know what? Fuck you. I'll go somewhere else. I think he's being fucked and... around. Like, he'll just be like, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to make a move. Because, I mean, how many teams out there that have got deep pockets in the minute will just go, hey, buddy, how about we pay you yep. six and a half? Like, and he'll be like, Ooh. done. Pretty He's simple. an American-born kid called Johnny Hockey. Bring him back to America and make him the face of American hockey. It's not that hard. Like, um, well, I mean, pe- people still have an issue with Patrick Kane being the face of American hockey. That's right. He's off our shit. Bring Goudreau back to an American team. Johnny Hockey, Captain America. That's it's PR. It's a PR wet dream. Make it's it so happen. easy. Um, it's so easy. Like, the, why why isn't a team like Carolina sucking his dick right now? Like, I don't shit. reckon the league would let that happen. That they'd, they'd, they'd want him to go to a big market. If yeah. he's a big American <laughs> player, he's a free agent. <laughs> they want him in a big market. True, but at the same time, they have deep pockets, and so do like Arizona. So. There's, there's lots of cash that is sitting in that's in America at the moment that he could just essentially tap into like it was like some sort of unknown market that no one's aware of yet. Can I tell you what I'd like to see? And I'm glad this is being recorded because I want to reference this later. <laughs> Johnny Gaudreau to go to the Los Angeles Kings and become the face, the next face of American hockey in Los Angeles in the same way that Wayne Gretzky went to the LA Kings and became the face of American hockey, even though he was a Canadian, but he popularized the sport in North America, especially in California, and boom. Wow. Yep. Wow. That's cool. I'm, I'm pretty clever. You uh, know what? Off the back here. of that convo, I wonder how much cap space the Sharks have, because that would be hilarious. Oh, when they lose Marlowe. Mm-hmm. Good call. That would be hilarious, because there's obviously cash that's sitting there, because Marlowe's deal's like six point something. Per year, so. uh, I think it's I think it's like five point seven eight or something like that. Whatever, it's close enough, right? So if he yeah. wants that sweet, sweet six million dollar deal, then you know if 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 LA are in it, then let's just say I'm just gonna say it, San Jose will find the cash. Like that's just how it is. Well, LA's got the cash because they're not they didn't resign Luch, so they've got the money too. Um, and the final one is obviously Panarin. Um, he's seeking $6 million a year. The Hawks simply don't have the money. No. I was talking to someone about this earlier. The people they would have to move to make that happen would be Seabrook and Hosa, and both of whom have um, no move clauses, which means they can't even be exposed for the Vegas expansion draft. That's right. So I, I just don't know who they can shift to pay Panarin $6 million a year. So I feel like it's just a, it's not going to happen situation and he's just going to walk to the highest yeah. bidder, which makes sense. Yeah. Which so Kucherov will stay with the Bolts. Makes Mr. sense. will stay with the Sabres. Makes sense. Johnny Hockey will head back to America. I want to know where he... Just, Panarin, Panarin will go elsewhere. Yeah, well, I think he'll just... I, I feel like he's the going to the highest bidder. If he goes first, um, which is a possibility based on the team he plays for, um, he will set the tone for essentially the market price, which is fucking hilarious. Hmm. So if he sets the market price, then essentially Johnny Hockey's like his payday goes up, and then so do the others, which essentially forces the the other teams to squish them in, and 
hope that it works. So I'm well on board, Cameron. And this could be, let's just say it, one of the best seasons yet based on the moves that are coming. Love it. All right. Well, on that note, it's getting late and it's a Thursday. Let's pack it in and get this bad boy on the World Wide Web. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that right now. So this it is, this here it is, Cameron, episode twenty-eight. Uh, it's called Free Ball and Fantasy because we wrote down nothing, and uh-huh. let's be honest, it was probably fairly boring in the middle, but towards the end, probably got a little bit more interesting. Kudos, good on us. Uh, I finished my scotch now, and to be fair, I finished it about thirty-five minutes ago because it's scotch. Uh, anything more uh-huh. to add? Now I'm probably going to go watch an episode of Brooklyn uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine and maybe iron some chinos for work tomorrow. Fantastic! Wow. Hey, you know what the best thing about tomorrow is? It's a public holiday what? in Victoria. I'm wearing jeans. Oh yeah, casual day tomorrow. Fuck yeah, jeans it is. <laughs> Mad. All right. Well, you know what? Is. You know what else I might wear? Maybe I'll wear a sweet cheapskate hockey t-shirt. Plug. Oh yes, of course. You know what? I'm going to be honest though. Since since receiving the last lot of swag from the boys at Cheapskate, I have not worn anything else. So I will say that if you're in the market for some sweet, sweet swag, hit up the boys at Cheapskate. Not only are they adequately priced, but they're fucking unreal too. So get on board. Someone told me the other day um, that the, the, the Maroon Cheapskate shirt was, wow, really nice looking, very professional. Wow. Was that your wife? Uh, no, it was someone in the office. Wow, wow! I'm surprised a middle-aged white dude commenting on your on your uh, what they would call street clothing, Cameron. Ah, uh, yes, streetwear. <laughs> Mad. All right. Well, there it is. There it is. Episode twenty-eight. Um, you know, excellent, excellent hockey banter, excellent fantasy banter. I feel like uh, it's going to be make or break year for both of us. Probably break for both of us as usual. Um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there it is. Uh, next week, uh, we've got a pretty good show lined up. So uh, keep an eye on the World Wide Web and our socials. Mate, you couldn't have said it any better. Congratulations to you, John. Oh, well, thank you, Cameron. There it is. 28 in the bank. Bye, friends. <laughs>